um, NPR. But the thing is, is that, hey, I agree with you. I'm of that same generation as far as with the transference of certain history and looking at it a certain way in terms of like the Dukes of Hazard. I'm from Chicago, and I remember growing up watching on a Friday night, my brother and I <laughs> pretending to be Bowen Luke Duke. Pretending to be Bowen Luke Duke. <laughs> being, being Bowen Luke Duke. Yes. Putting our two, two chairs together in our living room, pretending we driving the General Lee. <laughs> the thing is, is that um, it's about the transference of our history and the the transference of history and who is telling us about our history. As they say, um, Elijah Muhammad had a quote. He said, the man that won't treat you right won't teach you right. And That's right. Mm. That we mm. understand that um, it's not up to the schools to teach us about the history, the correct history. It is up to Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. Buffalo, New York Mayor Byron Brown says his community is coming together to support the families of yesterday's shooting at a grocery store that left ten, uh, fam, victim families of yesterday's shooting at a grocery store that left 10 people dead and three others injured. We will wrap our arms around the families of the victims of this shooting. Uh, we will stand together. And as difficult and as painful and as hurtful as this is, we will get through this together as a community. Police in Buffalo say they're investigating the shooting as a racially motivated hate crime, saying the 18-year-old man who's been arraigned on murder charges drove several hours to Buffalo to carry it out. Authorities say he was live streaming with a helmet camera. President Biden issued a statement after the shooting calling it abhorrent to the fabric of the nation. He's preparing to speak in a few hours at a memorial service at the Capitol honoring law enforcement officers who lost their lives in the line of duty last year. Finland's President Sali Ninista confirmed today that his country will apply for NATO membership in a historic policy shift prompted by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Yesterday, Russian President Vladimir Putin warned it would be a mistake for Finland to abandon its neutrality. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby, though, told the BBC today that these are national sovereign decisions and no country has the right to decide who joins NATO. No other nation gets to veto what a sovereign state wants to do in terms of its alliances and its associations. It's not up to Russia to determine whether Finland or Sweden become NATO allies. Uh, it's up to the people of Finland and the people of, of, of Sweden. Sweden's governing party plans to announce its position on seeking NATO membership later today. Ukrainian government officials say Moscow has forcefully deported at least 2,500 Ukrainian children to Russia. And Piers Anya Kamenets reports from Kyiv that Ukraine is calling the actions illegal. Daria Rasenchuk, the children's rights advisor to the president of Ukraine, says state authorities have confirmed 2,500 children who have been, quote, kidnapped by the Russians. The Russian Federation says they are evacuating these children from dangerous areas within Ukraine. Harasimchuk said that international organizations, including the Red Cross, are helping to find and identify these children, and there are some negotiations underway for their safe return. But it's also been reported that Russia is changing its policies to streamline the adoption of these children by Russian families. Anya Kamenets, NPR News, Kyiv. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky welcoming Ukraine's win this weekend in the Eurovision Song Contest. Zelensky celebrated the winning song by the Kalusha Orchestra with a post on Facebook as Russian forces are withdrawing from Ukraine's second largest city. And Western military officials say the Russian offensive in the eastern Donbass region has lost momentum. This is NPR. Israeli police say they are investigating the conduct of officers who are charged into a crowd of mourners carrying the coffin of the Palestinian-American journalist Shireen Abu Akla on Friday. The violence added to outrage over her death. She was killed last week while covering an Israeli raid in the West Bank. Witnesses say she was shot by Israeli troops. The Israeli military, however, says Palestinian gunmen were in the area, and it's not clear who fired the fatal bullet. Abortion rights advocates demonstrated in cities across the country this weekend following the leak of a draft opinion that suggests the Supreme Court is moving towards striking down Roe v. Wade, which legalized abortion for women in the U.S. in 1973. From member station KQED, Carolyn Smith reports on the demonstration in San Francisco. Protesters participating in the Bands Off Our Bodies march filled downtown San Francisco Saturday, waving signs that read, Our Bodies, Our Choice, and The Supreme Court Has Failed the People. 
Tylea Haygood of San Francisco's chapter of the National Coalition for Reproductive Justice warned of the legal implications the precedent could set for queer and interracial marriages and contraceptive access as well. Abortion rights is just the tip of the iceberg for equality in America. Some signs called for expansions of the court. Protesters promised to fight back against the Supreme Court's anticipated decision. For NPR News, I'm Caroline Smith in San Francisco. In the nation's capital, thousands gathered at the Washington Monument before marching to the Supreme Court, which is now surrounded by two layers of security fencing. I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Jarl and Pamela Moon. Thanking the people who make public radio great every day and also those who listen. And the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation at MacFound.org. You're listening to WMNF Tampa. WMNF presents a tribute to John Fogarty and Creedence Clearwater Revival at Skipper's Smokehouse Saturday, May 28th. Creedence Clearwater Revival was the biggest band in America. In 1969 and 70, they outsold the Beatles. you can relive the music. 12 bands will cover 40 songs. For tickets and more info, call 813-238-8001 or go to WMNF.org. Hi, I'm Jennifer McTritus, Chair of the Diversity and Inclusion Committee. Tune in to 88.5 FM and WMNF.org to hear interviews with our volunteer programmers, music you won't hear anywhere else, and informative news. Our Diversity and Inclusion Committee is excited to connect with organizations and individuals that support our local area. Thank you for keeping our community strong, and we want to help you make a difference. Let's do this together by emailing diversity at WMNF.org. All right, we are back. We are back to the Sunday Forum, and we got my man Adam on the line. Adam. All right. All right. Thanks um, for giving me another opportunity. I uh, just wanted to say uh, I agree with some of the callers. I especially uh, agree with uh, what Mobili was talking about, and then also what uh, Ms. Bradley, in terms of her uh, her message that she talked about the the tens of years or hundreds of years of um, white supremacy and the thing is in its overarching effect. The thing is, is that we have to look at the, from the inception of this country, you know, the thing is, is you have to look at it at the tree, as a tree. The thing is, is from the inception, it has had this poison, it has had this rot that has grown and has gone through all of the branches and the thing is that we continue to not try to get to the root of some of the matters but we just kind of try to trim around the edges of it and until we do something like that we're going to continue to have these discussions um the thing that you were talking about as far as when the the person mentioned about buffalo the thing is is that that young man that person think about the person who was his president during his formative years because he's 18 years right now six years ago or when he was a young teenager who was his president, was 45. 45 put out all of that poison. Talked about that we, we need to make America great again. And he trafficked in all of those old racial tropes. So he grew up during his formative years feeling that, like, you know what? The country that is supposed to be his is being taken over by Mexicans, by blacks, by people of color just in general. So it's understandable, as I heard someone say, Jim Crow didn't die. Jim Crow had Jim Crow had children. Jim Crow Crow had mm. great 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 mm. grandchildren. So the thing is is that the fruit that we see is from those vestiges, those hundreds of years that Miss Bradley talked about. And the thing is that we have to realize that uh, when we have a whitewashing of history such as, like, I, you mentioned about the Dukes of Hazard. The thing is, is that the significance of having that generally with that flag and what it meant and the tyranny. You're talking about a, you're talking about a treasonous flag, but it was put on national television and it was one of the number one shows. That's the way of whitewashing our history and not telling a true, accurate um, account of history. You have a, a famous movie called Forrest Gump. 
I didn't know this until just a few years ago when someone said, oh, you know Forrest Gump? It was named after Nathan Bedford Forrest. You think that if there was a a movie that was named after Hitler and said Hitler Gump or whatever, you think that they would have allowed that? It's just, it's just, it's just the whitewashing of history, how we become, how we can look at it and like, if you say, oh, Put your guard down. it was named after a person that was a treasonous general that um, committed all kind of horrific um, acts against other human beings. If we start talking about that, people will start like saying, well, it was just a movie. Or people will just say, it's just a show, the Duke of Hazard or whatever. This is the overarching in terms of how we are c- kind of lulled into like looking over certain things. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, yeah. is that we have that overarching about white supremacy and it bleeds into things such as what you talked about as far as what the subject matter is going to be today the topic as far as the violence discrimination and the housing discrimination the thing is we have a mayor a mayor that was overseeing over the biking citation and using that implement to um, commit all kinds of um, unconstitutional acts against citizens the black citizens of Tampa and then you also had them using, she also, she oversaw the um, police department when they were doing that that, that housing discrimination that the um, DOJ is looking at right now. So the thing is, is that until people who were part of the system, people that were um, participating in the status quo, because it doesn't matter when, as you said, when you were growing up with that young person, uh, that young guy or whatever, when he got to be 10 years old, the thing is, is that the status quo and his parents are telling him, this is the, this is the order. This is the order of things. This is how it's okay when you, for you to play with them when you're younger. But as you get older, this is the order. They have to fall back. And that's what, and a lot of those kids, they learn that, okay, yeah, we are different, that this country is ours. You know what? That's the way that this country has always been um, from the very inception, that it was about white men and a rich white landowners. So the thing is, is that everything bleeds into everything else. And the thing is, is that we, just to wrap this up, we as a, a, a black community, we need to teach our history. We need to tell the truth of the matter. Because the thing is, is that Jewish people, they tell their story. They pass it on to their children. They don't wait for someone or some sanctioned body to tell them the history of what was done to them. They said, never forget so that it would never happen again. Right. Well, we're told, we're told to sweep it under the rug. We're told told, not that it didn't happen or, you know. We allow that. We allow that. The thing is that it is up to, it is our responsibility. Just as you said, when you told your son, and we talk to our, our male children and our female children as far as their interactions with law enforcement. You would be abdicating your your uh, responsibility as a parent to, to not to inform your children of potential harm. And the thing is that that's what we need to do. We need to stop like, you know what? Okay, we know that the census, we know that some of these far right wing governors are going to do these things. But the thing is, is that we can tell the truth. We know the history. We can go, they can Google it. We can take our children to and show them Google, do a Google search and show them the history. Oh, is it, it's there. The, Plain as day. Yeah. Just like, just like, just like with the, with, uh, with the Jewish population, they do the same thing. And when they exactly. say it, when they, when they show it and, and, and everybody, you know, and, and there's, it's, it's horrific. It's horrific. But when we show ours, all of a sudden, we we got to hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, hold on. They're, they're, you can't just show. No, wait. No. I'm not wait a minute. Wait a minute for what? What am I waiting for? Another another 400 years of, of you doing the same thing to us? No. Hell no. The thing is that we, we only know, like, you know, the more, I, and I'm t- telling you, I'm over 50. And the thing is that within the last 10 years, learning more and more about some of the things that were done, to the descendants of Africans on this continent, you know what? It will get you angry because yeah. the thing is, is that it will, like there are people that didn't that lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that went to school, lived in the, the area that was the, where the Tulsa massacre actually occurred, 
And they said they didn't learn about that until when they went to college. Right, you know, that, right, that right. Buried like right. That. And the thing is that we need to we need to tell our history because the thing is that if we leave it up to them, we'll never be told. Never we'll be told. I, I, and I we got. I learned this just a couple years ago about about Central Park and about the significance of it mm-hmm. and, and and how it was. It, I heard about other places like in Georgia about like you know a river that was a river that was over a black community or whatever that was and, and all of these different things about how black people black people systematically in history have it it's been tried to, their history has been tried to be erased erase. completely and, erased and, 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 and we, and we got like we got we, 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 we got I, I, I get it we, we got what you're saying is okay. very very good but we gotta move on to our next caller man no problem no problem Adam listen brother I, thank I, I you got, I got passionate with you I know it brother I know it I know it I know it <laughs> hey man take care man peace to you brother peace to you call in eight one three two three nine nine six six three thank you so much for your calls and for your watching uh, Brenda Allen Brenda Allen feels that. Uh, the entire system is broken beyond repair. We must step out of this matrix and create our own sovereign nation. We don't need permission to do this. Much love. Uh, yeah, that'd be even harder. But I gotta say this: that we we don't want to just depend on some opinion and by some biased teacher in the school somewhere that's not gonna help a child, a black child. Like I remember being in school in Mississippi. In the seventh grade, and I asked a simple question. I couldn't tell you what the question is today, but uh, the white teacher I was asking, I think it had to do with with who discovered who were one of the first Europeans in the Mississippi to discover this uh, forest or whatever it was. But the teacher didn't want to acknowledge something and gave me a one word answer, just said no or something like that and and moved on, you know. And I think that that is a problem when you have governors that don't want teachers saying certain words, don't want teachers dealing with certain concepts because it makes the white students feel uncomfortable and sometimes the teachers feel uncomfortable. But what is a black child supposed to do in a school and what are schools for? But to teach, you know, if a black child has a question, why can't that child deal with those questions or get uh, more in-depth answers because a school doesn't want to deal with a history? Right. 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 And, and, and well, our kids are killing, our killing themselves partly because of that. Right. There's no there's no pride in who we are. No. Right. Yeah, and, 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 and there's there's a there's a and I begin to understand then the psychology of. Of the of the issue with um, with 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 how multiculturalism is being used, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. When I was coming up, I got suspended, almost expelled from high school um, because I disagreed with the use of multicultural day and Black History Day. You don't you're not going to substitute my day and my people for multicultural day. What? Yeah, but they react to both of them. I mean, for the longest time, the right white has said we don't want any multiculturalism at all, which is another way of saying we don't want to learn about non-white history. Yeah, you know, we don't want to learn any other country. We don't want to know who invented something that isn't white. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that you know it's important that we hold schools accountable to do their job. You know, so that people don't be miseducated. I think. What the problem is with a lot of previous generations that they were miseducated. Yeah. When schools were integrated, I have more than one uh, person who is older than me that told me when they went to the white schools, they were a black person in a white school. They would just sit in detention all day. Yeah, I know, you know not learning anything. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Let, let's get to these calls, man. You, okay. I mean, really? Man, boy. What did y'all do to me this morning, dude? <laughs> let's, let's go to the next call. Let's fire me up, bro. Let's go call, to the next call. call we got to get to this housing issue. Next call. Caller, you're on air. Caller number one. Hey, hey good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, good morning. morning. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling out of Riverview. Good morning, man. Um, right. li- listen, um, this whole thing about whitewashing is so heavy. It actually put me at, uh, through a situation. I just I couldn't work for like a solid week. I couldn't do anything, and I, I I won't get into that too much. But 
you know, it, what happened, and I, I called about this another time, uh, another uh, uh, segment. Uh, it, it, it's about um, uh, Robert Meacham, man. You know, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I grew up with that name down in my neighborhood. The neighborhood, you know, my family pretty much, you know, grew up through, which was the Central Park downtown area. And, and it occurs to me that, you know, so often, you know, on the right, don't get me wrong. I'm not terribly fond of both sides now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, of course, there's 45. And he was horrible. But, like, mm-hmm. right now, I, I'm uh, anyway. So, like, with Robert Meacham, man, he was an ex-slave born in Quincy, uh, uh, Quincy, Florida, up in Gadsden County. That's right. You know, where the old Negro fort was. Where, uh, Just outside uh, of Tallahassee. Right, where Gaston had come down and, and, and shot him up and, and disposed of uh, Indian and uh, ex-slave revolt. Um, and that's where that brother, uh, Robert Meacham, was born. And when he died, he died in Tampa. So when he was out there during Reconstruction, he died in 1902. He was doing representative work up in Washington um, during Reconstruction for black folks representing Florida, okay? Now, you think you hear more about him. I, I, I do believe he was a Republican, okay? And I think a lot of the uh, uh, the black uh, representatives up in Washington were from, um, you know, were, were, were in the Republican Party. I could be wrong. That That version of the Republican Party is. The yeah, the earlier versions of the Republican yeah. Party was the, a progressive the, party. The Democrats were the white supremacist party. In the early right, right. The Lincoln, the Lincoln Republican, mm-hmm. the Lincoln Republican. Right. I like well, to call them Douglas Republicans, but okay. Yeah. Right. So you know. So, but at any rate, you know, when it comes to whitewashing, you know, people talk about okay, well, you know, the the, the General Lee, or you know, right. you can't you can't just you know swipe that to the side. <laughs> flag has to say it doesn't represent that so much no more. But at the same time, here in Florida, we have so many pieces of black property and so much relevant to our regional, local identity in so many different cities right. and towns. It just totally, like, if, if if it wasn't for some of these PBS specials... On Wouldn't the- even know it. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Wouldn't even know you it. Know. And, and you know what? One of the things that I, I thank you, brother, and I, I recognize your voice. And, and I, I saw you last day, man. I'm glad you came out too, by the way. Hey, um, keep coming, keep going, <laughs> thank, you, thank you. All right, man. Listen, let me tell you. Um, I think that uh, what you're saying is correct, clearly, and it's very valuable. When, when, but when we look at when we look at the violence that's happening in our community, and when we look at the 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 uh, the housing crisis that we're faced with, like situations where we look at. Uh, Silver Oaks is a slap in the face, right? Where where we where people would put us in situations where we live in squalid conditions, uh, just because and, and treat it like this, just because we're poor. Right? And charge you a lot of money to stay there too. Yeah, yeah. charge a lot of yeah, rent is crazy, dude. Right now, and, and um, unbelievable that people. That I sat there in the NAACP meeting, and I listened to these ladies cry with asthma and, and <clears throat> clearing their voices and everything like that. The children even, the children had asthma. They had asthma. They're suffering from mold exposure and weather exposure and stuff like that. And, and their energy bills are sky high, sky damn high because the, the energy company that they, that they claim, that claims to be for the people, that same energy company, Tico, won't even, is not even, it's so detached he doesn't care. They know. They have to know, especially if they have a diversity, inclusion, diversity, and equity plan that's in place. How do you have an inclusion, diversity, and equity plan with the people for a community, and you don't know that this is happening? Oh, yeah, they know. They know. And these people are suffering from it. They're suffering because, because, they, because they have no choice. And the same people who run who run the apartment building are white people who know damn well what they're doing, and these people are the people are getting sick. And as the summer approaches, as the summer approaches, 
Hear me well, everybody. As the summer approaches, the conditions that those people are living in, our people are living in right now, we sitting up there watching them live in it. Do you understand me? You're sitting there and you're watching your own people die. You're killing each other. And these people are sitting there living in this filth every single day. And they're crying for your help. And we're not doing a damn thing about it. Am I angry? Hell yeah, I'm mad. I'm mad as hell. But I'm speaking facts. Because I've seen it firsthand. I've been involved in it. I've tried to help. I've tried to do whatever I can every single Sunday, every single day. Every time I pick up a damn phone call, I get on my wife's nerves. Why? Because I'm calling to deal with something that's going on in our community. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, you know, we have a lot of scared leadership. You, sometimes you have to just map scared out the plan. Hell. You have to just go ahead and write out the plan, tell them what the law is going to be. That's what, you know, they do at the top of the economy. They just write the law for them. Scared you as know, hell. We have to do that, too. For real. Want to sit at their damn table. Scared as hell because we want to worry about we sitting at their damn table instead of taking the wood, making our own damn table, and telling them, damn it, you come sit at our table. You come sit at our table. Come see what we live in. Come fix what we talking about because we put you in the damn office. We put you in the office. <laughs> that sounds like we got a caller trying to chime in. Come on, let's go. Oh, Next caller. Okay, call. caller number two, you're on air. Y'all going to make me cuss on you. <laughs> Hello? Hey, what? Watch your blood pressure, Walter. Be careful. <laughs> Brother, I'm trying to tell you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and like, I'm I, I just going to say this real quick off your blood pressure, that, that, that moment you got. That's why I be saying that we don't have a leader, man. And I'm not going to go into that when I be saying that Barack, Michelle, or Oprah, nobody never speaks up. Nobody never speaks up, Walter. No, but man. Here's what I called in to, to say. Walter, there's a code on a 911 call. And I'm not sure what the code is. So, so don't quote me on this. But it seems like every time a white person goes into a black neighborhood, a black church, a black grocery store, and, and commits havoc and commits all this mayhem, when the police come, there's never no shots fired. And so, so I'm trying to figure out when the 911 calls go out, and the person says, "Well, what's the what's the description of the uh, what's the description of the person?" Well, they they're going to tell you what clothes they got on, but the but the code is the color of the skin. They, they're going to tell you he got white shorts, whatever, um, black pants, a uh, hoodie on. I've never heard man. that. Wow. It's a black man. So when, when the forces come, I've never seen it, Walter, and, and I guess I haven't seen everything. But when the forces come up on, up on a white person, they never come with the guns blazing. Man. Never come. The person gets taken in. They're not getting taken to McDonald's like the kid in, in Alabama that shot at the <laughs> church. They took him to food right. and done all this. But right, they, took but him Burger King. Take him mm-hmm. in. And, and, and that's what got my blood pressure going. And, and I don't, it's just, it's just, I don't know what that cold word is. And I'm thinking that cold word is the color of the skin. Yeah, Because possibly. we can be walking down the street and they're going to say, what's the description? And as soon as they say the color of the skin, it seems like the guns are blazing. High alert, yeah. And that's all I wanted to say. And I just wanted to observe that. And, and I just wanted to say that because that just really got me with my blood boiling. Anyway, thanks for taking my call, guys. All right, oh, brother, thank welcome. you very much. We're going to do the next caller, but... Yeah, they do that a lot. Yeah, I've seen that. I noticed that. Of course. I noticed that. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure if it's something that's, that's built in or what it is. I've, I don't know... Factually, update code per se. Yeah, it's not a code. I, I think, think it's think. like an unwritten. Yeah, yeah they I just, know the, the last time we had a white shooter at an abortion clinic a few years ago, that same thing happened. They were able to arrest him, put his arms behind him, and take him off him, alive. Though. But they did yeah. not shoot and kill him. Mm-hmm. But you know, the other pernicious thing is that these white supremacists know that you know they're yeah, gun so they do know how to dress up in armor too. Mm-hmm. You know, a few years ago that was a bank robbery in Los Angeles where they were dressed in such heavy armor. That the police came and was shooting them but couldn't get a shot off on them because they were in armor. And they've taught their kids to do the same thing generation after generation. Look, 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 look. Hey, hey, man, what I tell you about using those smart words, dog? <laughs> huh? Who talked to? You. You, you. you using words like, that's the second damn time you use that word, pernicious. Not today. Oh, but you okay. did that before another show. <laughs> what I tell you about that, sound, man? Doesn't it sound evil? You gotta oh. use it more. You gotta use it. It does sound very nefarious. Okay, well that's it. And then. Per, that's nefarious the and pernicious. <laughs> uh, so, like, yeah. Almost, almost as 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 attractive as salacious. 
Uh, doesn't that sound good? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> okay, that's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> oh, right. man. You, you got to use those words more often. <laughs> yeah. Yo, okay, we're going to go to our <laughs> no, no, next caller. Next caller. Caller number three, you're on air. Hello, Walter B., Walter the Second. Yes. Billy and Mika the Queen. Oh, right. How are you doing? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm doing fine. This is Alfredo. Oh, hey, man, what's going on, Alfredo? Hey. Um, I knew that Trump was going to win. My, my father was fretting and fretting and fretting and upset and upset and upset and upset. And he would get upset at us after, after the whole day of listening to the news because he was homebound. So anyway, um, I, I told my father he's going to win because he has the message, make America great again. But he's going to be the first American dictator in the 21st century. Why? Mm. Okay. Mm. Now, I want to run down a list of some books. Destruction of Black Civilization by Chancellor Williams. Yes, yes. Helga yes. M. Rogers, Volume 1, 2, and 3, Sex and Race. By J.A. Rogers. Helga Rogers was his wife. J.A. Rogers was her husband. He lived here in St. Pete for a long time. J.A. Rogers. Yes. It just says Rogers on the book. It's okay. Um, then uh, also, uh, Fanon's Black Skin, White Mask, and The Wretched mm -hmm. of the Earth. Mm -hmm. Fanon. Um, Albert Memmi's uh, a book by Albert Memmi concerning the, the, the Algerian War. Mm, yes. Albert Memmi. He, he was Jewish. Uh, I, I, I'm about, about the Algerian War and uh, how the French lost the Algerian War because of suicide bombing. All right? Now, when the cold situation was happening, I said that if I would have been on the helm of the cold, I would have, I would have immediately, I knew, I would have known that those boat, gunboats were carrying explosives and I would have blown them out of the water. <laughs> the the uh, captain had orders from the president not to do that. I would have gone against those orders and I would have been court-martialed, but the American people would have exonerated me because I would have, I said, I would have saved their son's life. A lot of men died on the cold. Yes. A lot of Navy men and women died on the cold. So, and that's what I have to say. You and know what? Listen. Thank you very much for doing that. And let me just say this. Um, as one who, who has a master's degree in Africana Studies, um, I, I can tell you right now that those titles that you gave are right on the money. Uh, I, it, it puts me in the mind of my dear friend, Kurt Young, Dr. Kurt Young, who's at Morehouse, and Dr. Alda Morris, who is in uh, Chicago right now. These are two of the greatest modern minds right now with regard to uh, these these facts, these, these these books that give out some real in, in real um, uh, in really vital historical facts and information. Um, that, that we need to have and that our children in high school, in middle school and high school, need to be exposed to. You see, we, we're stuck in, in just reading Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer, right? Yeah. But I think that if we were to include in that, and they're critical, they're, those are critical books to our, to our children's education, right? But I think further, uh, uh, just as critical, would be the ones that were just named by Franz Renan, um, or Chancellor Williams. Those books need to be books that are placed into into uh, uh, circulation as far as our reading list for our children, our summer reading list that are that should be a must in discussion, classroom discussion. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a fight. Be, yeah, they're not going <laughs> to yeah. do it. So we have to do it ourselves. Exactly. That's yeah. why we have a Dr. Walter Elspeth Library. <laughs> 
that. Plus, you know, we got we, we got a governor that's too willing to play politics with knowledge. And, you know, we have this latest attempt where he's saying that schools, we, we've, murdered, we've been burning books lately, math books and everything over race because they don't want to hear about their racism. And what but does a math now, book have to do with this? I know, because they use word problems. But the uh, governor is going to impose the Victims of Communism Day. On schools now, they're going to be required to teach about the the victims, the atrocities that have been imposed by communist governments. But a Confederate flag flew over Florida, not a communist flag. But what are we going to have the victims of Confederacy Day? Right. When are we going to have the victims of Lynching Day? Victims right. of Racism Day? Right. When are we going to have any of that? That's going to be imposed by Ron DeSantis in Florida <laughs> instead of playing politics with this pack of lies they want to spring on kids called Victims of Communism Day. Man, never. They're Whatever. never going to do that. Whatever. Never. Whatever. Listen, and we're going to take a moment, we're going to listen to some sounds, uh, the, the sound of Sunny Fortune and Boy from Whitbank. Bear with us right here on the Sunday Forum. We love you. Check it out. Just cooling it down on the Sunday Forum. Your news, your views, your values. This is WMNF Tampa, 88.5 FM. Sounds of Sonny Fortune, the late great saxophonist Sonny Fortune, and the boy from Whitbank from his uh, fr- from a tremendous album uh, that he has called "With With Sound Reason" from 1979. Okay, all right, folks, we're here on the Sunday Forum, and we are damn mad. <laughs> we're getting mad. One three two three nine nine six six three. Listen, go directly to your question, folks. We're going to go ahead and yeah, get these the lines, lines again. Let's get okay, it. Okay, caller number four, you're on the Sunday Forum. Yeah, say how you doing? Good, all right, all right, you? all right. Okay, hey, listen. Uh, two things. One thing I just did was I just posted on your blog, on your uh, Facebook, mm-hmm. an article that I wrote, wrote called uh, "The uh, Deserves of Racism: The Story of David Fagan from Tampa, Florida, uh, hero of the Philippines." Yes. And we talked about that. And how many people have never heard about that story? About how this brother from Tampa, Florida, uh, fought into a set to the Spanish-American War. And they mistreated him so bad that he ended up fighting for the Filipinos. And he's a hero, David Fagan. All right, good. Read that article good. there. But anyways, when I look at this whole thing from, from, from our, my perspective, and I see that this uh, this attack in Buffalo, I can't help but draw a correlation to how uh, uh, health care has been attacking people of color who are delivering health care have been attacked in terms of uh, treating people, uh, in terms of the treatment of uh, that you would do in a, in, a, in a physician or a dentist or a pharmacist would do. And then be criminalized 
that medical procedure be criminalized by our government and and those sort of things. And so we see that this uh, this is I look at this as an extension of what has already been that we're now criminalized as drug dealers rather than pharmacists and then what we have been trained to do or what we've been trained to do. Mm. And so I see this uh, attack. And a couple of guys and I were talking about this yesterday. You know, we see this in the same way uh, as is uh, our as our undermining our health care and sending a message. So there's a good um, uh, video that's out. Okay, it's by uh, Carol Anderson. She's a uh, professor of Emory University. It's called uh, White Rage. And if you look at this, just take take a look at this. It's called the unspoken truth, and it defines what this. It, it does actually it talks about uh, what happened in New York, and it, and it extends into the war on drugs and those sort of things. But you began to see, and you pull up, pull it up. It's there, and she is well known to the professor from Carol Anderson, professor from Emory University, and take a look at it and. Uh, also, again, look at the your blog, your uh, Facebook, and look at the article that was just posted uh, about David uh, Fagan and, and those sort of things. And, you know, get a good understanding of what's happening in history. And, of course, always read uh, our latest article in youarewithinthenorms.com as we try to keep it consistent as the, 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 uh, the what's happening in our community with health care. And our healthcare providers, who like uh, uh, Lincourt Pharmacy and those places that have been destroyed. I mean, people doing what they're normally supposed to do, and they're classified as drug dealers and stuff. And and how they've been able to get away with it. Well, and your first sister okay. being a pharmacist knows what we're talking about. Yes, right, right. And you know, one of the things that that uh, that that we have to keep in, keep in consideration is that there are those who would say who would say that we're at war, right? And I think that I think one of the underlying things that we need to remember is that we are to a degree, right? And 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 that this is a situation that we're in right now. That when we talk housing crisis, we're in a war. Mm-hmm. When we talk energy burdens, we are in a war. And when we talk about what happens in warfare, they try to knock out what the medical facility. When you knock out the medical facility in warfare, what are you doing? You're, you're for the people die. And this is what, there's, there's uh, nothing there. And this is what Carol Anderson talks about. This the, is sad. about what what this rage about. Who is it's a subtle that who is targeted? Black people with ambition, black people who have aspiration, black people who have. Uh, resiliency and resolve and can you imagine that a whole and and it and who's who's there who are the people who orchestrate this well you know you have state governments and federal governments and all these different places places that 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 that, uh, that have done this and and she talks about, and she just comes you know, listen see this thing called undisputed truth carol anderson and so when we look at this in an extension of war, you know, why would I, uh, as a pharmacist, be attacked? Because I have the, the education, I have the aspiration, I have the drive. And she says that's what she says, black folk would drive, black folk would, the, 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 the aspiration and stuff. Listen to this and you'll see what this, put. it puts it in a, in a content, in a, in a perspective. And it's uh, and it really, it's really, it really, it's troubling. It is very troubling. It's it troubling. is very troubling. And, so look, and it's on there. Just type it up, Carol Anderson, Emory University, the undisputed truth. And she's you got not it. just she, she. I mean, she's we're going to do it. Trying to, uh, you know, incite anything. It's what she has uh, described, and it, and her article, uh, and her book, her book of studies starts with the. Murder of uh, Amadou Diallo. Right. Yeah. That's and that's that's terrible. We we gotta yeah. we gotta make sure that that we that we uh, that that we put these things in the proper perspective and that we look at them right. with the lens right. with which they need to be looked at. Is that this is violence? This is violence. Um, and 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 there's no other way to look at it when you when you uh, when you attack 
people, you attack them in, a people, you attack them in those critical areas. You eliminate the, you eliminate or assassinate the the character or the actual person um, who is the leader or leaders that can that are the biggest threat, right? That has been our history. That has been that has been what has happened consistently, and and this is a make no mistake about it, folks. When when our kids are killing each other. We are we are in a situation where there's a psychological warfare that's being that's being played, um, where you know what's more important. The question then becomes what's important, right? Yeah. Your your my black life or your black life? No, both of our black lives are very very important. Yes, you know, and when we talk about this issue of Black Lives Matter, this is what we're talking about. You know. So I don't want to hear this garbage from people out there who who talk about, well, I don't like Black Lives Matter. Well, okay. You know, There's eh, plenty of them that say eh, that too. Yeah. There's a lot of people that say that. Mm-hmm. But let, let's, let's, you know, you they might disagree with some, with some of the messages or whatever. Yeah. Knock yourself out. But my point is this. Here's the point. The terminology. You know what the hell it means. So stop playing games <laughs> with, with, with what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. You, you know what I mean when I say black power. I mean it, and I don't. I'm not, I'm not going. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm unapologetically black. I mean it. I'm not taking it back. Why the hell would I? Yeah, our lives and, matter just as much as yours. And That's power is saying. the goal, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> so, so, but, but those, but those people who would oppose that are people are my enemies. Mm-hmm. They don't mean me any good. Those people who would want to who would want to calm me down are my enemies. They don't mean me any good. When they when I can when I when I make the reference to black power, that means the empowerment of my people. That means the control of my community. That means the control of my black life, my black soul. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't you can't buy that. You can't. You shouldn't be able to buy it. Mm-hmm. And anybody who allows you who allows you to buy that is wrong. And you're wrong for allowing it. Because what happens is you're selling out. You're selling out those kids that are out there killing each other that 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 need you. You're selling out those people who are living in the squalid conditions that we keep talking about and hearing about in the news because they need you. What are you doing? What are we doing? Not enough, I guess. No, 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 not enough at all. And if you allow, if you, if you are, if you're in the real estate game, I get it. You're trying to make money, but make money the right way, man. Why would you sit out there and make money off of, off of, by by doing the same thing that your oppressors are doing? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Because it's money. Yeah, money. <laughs> Can be Come evil on, at man. times, unfortunately. It's we need it, but it. Ugh. No, at what cost? At what cost? Right. I'm not going to. I'm not going to support a highway going through my community when I know damn. Why don't they put the damn highway through through um, Bayshore? Why don't they do that? How about that? So Run the damn highway through Bayshore because they're trying to get rid of you one by one. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then put, and then jack up the prices of our of our homes. Yeah. Demo- burn down, burn down historical buildings. Raise communities that were that that and, and from from not just physically but from from, from memory, right. from memory. Unbelievable, man! Unbelievable. But this is what we live with, right? This yeah, is what we live with. We so when we talk about violence, we live with the violence every day. We live with the violence every day. Caller, let's go to the next caller. Right. Caller number five. You're on the Sunday Forum. This is life. What's up, bro? I really appreciate the program. What's going on, y'all? Good, how are you? Got to go through kind of quickly. I I just say that uh, the difference between the Confederate flag and the U.S. flag, uh, the only difference between the Confederate flag and the U.S. flag is that uh, the U.S. flag uh, was colonizing and killing African and other oppressed people before the Confederate flag uh, existed, during (laughs) the existence of the Confederate flag, and hundreds of years after uh, the, the South was set down and, uh, you know, people began to have some kind of problem with the Confederate flag. Uh, so, but Africans were still 
pledge their allegiance to this uh, United States flag, the red, white, and blue, join the, uh, the domestic army, military, uh, uh, the international military as well, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, wear the flag proudly, so to speak, and, you know, even call themselves American, and, and, and then uh, try to claim uh, this land under the flag because they made, uh, white people made African people work on the land as if uh, the white people didn't steal the land from other people who, with whom we should fight for the return of that land. Um, and so I just, you know, people keep talking about this Confederate flag thing, like, you know, like, like it was a big deal. It was a flip in history. It's that a temple, uh, you know, on the, on the backside of oppression, uh, you know, that's represented by the American flag. Um, Mabili asked a question. Uh, I wanted to address that. Yes, what is school for? I mean, school is not for, not to help uh, the colonized. Chairman of Mali to tell the uh, chairman of the African People's Socialist Party and leader of the African International Revolution teaches us that uh, uh, education in any society only serves two functions: one, mm. to uh, make productive workers out of people in that society, and two, to underpin the uh, the the ideology of that particular society. Not to undermine it, but to underpin it. So, uh, the school ain't gonna teach us uh, how to how to uh, beat back colonialism, how to uh, you know how to how to build a revolution, you know, because that's not what school is designed for in any society. And there's a caller who said that we uh, we have to uh, teach our history, but we have to do more than just teach our history. Chairman Mala used to tell us teaches us that we, we in everything that we do, we have to have a to what end. Uh, so. Like, you know, when you said a bit ago, Walter, about Black Lives Matter, the party and, and, and uh, Black is that coalition for social justice and reparations, we, we got a problem with the Black Lives Matter thing because it's, it's become nothing. It's probably started out as nothing other than a slogan. It demanded nothing. The, the thing that the party says, the thing that the coalition says is Black power matters because it gives us to what end. It makes us know exactly what it is we should do and what we should demand. Whenever we out here marching in the street, protesting, bullhorning, uh, petition signing, and what have you, the demand always has to be for black power. And again, when we're talking about teaching history, to what end, right? Um, like the guy, I think it was the same guy that I just referred to who, who spoke about, uh, you know, we need leaders like Barack and Oprah or something like that. I mean, you know, clearly... Uh, he might teach history for that reason, but, you know, the way we need to teach history is to get us out of this colonial situation that we live in every day. You know, forget Barack, you know, teach Chairman O'Malley, you should tell her, you know, uh, teach, hell, teach Kurt Young. And by the way, Kurt, uh, Kurt is at Clark, not Morehouse. Uh, Kurt B. Young is Dr. Kurt B. Young that you mentioned. That's right, the Morehouse. Yeah, he's, he's, at, he's at Clark, not Morehouse. But, oh, okay, I thought it was at Clark. I'm sorry, brother. No, he is at Clark, not Morehouse. You said Morehouse, but yeah, yeah, my bad. Just my a bad. point of correction, you no, know, just, uh, just, you know, in case people look them up, you know what I mean, just so they have a clear line to them. But I live right down the street from Dr. Young. Uh, I live down the street from his brother Owen Young, his brother Kareem Young, his brother uh, 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 Arthur Green Jr., uh, and his wife, his mother Lena Young Green. And I would have lived down the street from Arthur Green Jr. too if James Bull kind of Cassis Gestapo hit squad hadn't killed him in 2014. And you just want to say a little bit of something about that. Uh, God mentioned something about a code. No, it, it's not about whether they're white. That's not the code. The code is they black. Because the reality is the, the those people who volunteer to join the domestic the U.S. domestic military that we commonly refer to as the police department or the service department know that black means colonized subjects. Whether we know it or not, whether some of us know it or not, the police know that, that black means colonized subject come in hot and hostile because whatever we do to them, we must do brutally and viciously in order to scare all the other colonized Africans uh, into submission. And that's why they come the way they come through. And it should be known that Castellan is much like uh, uh, Candyland in Django. This, this is Castellan. And it, it, it's, there is no confusion about why the housing situation is like it is all throughout the city for African people. No confusion about uh, this, this high murder rate uh, that, that's happening uh, in Tampa uh, uh, under uh, Jane Bull, Connor Castellan. Castellan has been brutal to African people 
Joseph uh, uh, Dane Castor was selected uh, chief of the Tampa domestic military in 2009. And uh, and it won't stop until we do something about it. And you know, I'm going to close with this, and I promise. Uh, I, I, I got like maybe 90 seconds left to talk. Um, the thing I would say is that the first caller who called in had a good solution. When somebody does something to an African, we ought to take them out into the parking lot and hang them. Or do something to them, do something terrible to them, so that everybody else knows they can't never do nothing like that to an African again without paying a consequence. I don't care if it's a bandit with a badge, a bandit without a badge, you gotta do something to them, do something to them swiftly. And if we ain't get to them swiftly, we gotta get to them as soon as we can. And I say that, uh, I heard, uh, Nico and, and we're talking about you tired and, and stuff and, you know, and depression, you know, and that, and that whole kind of conversation. And I, I would say this, anybody who knows me knows this story, and I'm a, but people might not know. I'm going to tell this because some people need to know that, that there is an example of can do it. In January of 2015, January 11, 2015, my, my, my week started like this. A funeral for my 18-year-old son who was shot in, in the face and killed in my front yard uh, on Sunday the 11th. I was supposed to go to school uh, 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 on, on Monday the 12th, but I couldn't go to school because that was the same day a jury trial started on trumped up charges that Dane Castle's hit squad laid on me trying to put me in prison for seven years. And I, I went to trial, beat the trial. The next week I went to school, finished the, uh, the junior college school, went to USF right after that, got that bachelor's degree, went to law school right after that, got the master's degree, got the Jewish doctor, and then I got a bar card. I ain't stopped it. I ain't Our ancestors worked hard all the time. All the time. We ain't got no time to be tired yet. We ain't got no time to be uh, feel sorry for ourselves yet. Yet we, we can do that when we cross the other side, but right now it's time to work. And I say that as an African who knows what it is to go through the stuff and get through the stuff. You understand? And, um, I, and I owe all of that to African internationalism. So get on the right side of history. Become a good African. Become a smart African. Join the African People's Socialist Party. Pick up a burning spear. Go to APSPUHUDU.org so you'll know the kind of history to teach and to what ends you should teach. Hey man. Hey man, listen, I appreciate those words of encouragement too, man. Um, you know, the you know, in my father used to always say the same thing, bro. Hey, you know, you take a five minute nap. <laughs> Dad took a five minute nap. Be like, hey, let's go. Let's get it. Right. You know, it was always something because he he knew, you know, and 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 uh it's tough, man. It's tough out there. And, uh, you know, for, for everybody out there, you got to keep pushing. Got to keep on pushing. We have, wow. Yeah, we got a l still more callers, so look. We, all right, so we got, okay, yeah. listen. How many calls do you want to get through? We're going to try to get as many as we possibly can. Let's get, okay, let, let's, okay so we're going to go 30 seconds, okay. 30 seconds. Caller one, you're on Sunday Forum. Good morning, uh, peace and blessings. I want to call attention to this history of America that uh, it was May 13, uh, 1985, that the U.S. government dropped a bomb on the headquarters of the uh, move uh, movement, killing women and children. That That's the history of America. As far as this housing crisis, I would encourage as many people in our community to attend city council meetings every Thursday morning at 9 o'clock and raise the concern that our people should not have to live in deplorable conditions right. and force the mayor mm -hmm. and her staff. They just left Washington, D.C. this week and the Housing Authority to come back and give an accounting of a resolution of how we're going to solve that issue. And in regard to our children, many of them have been on these experimental drugs. Mm -hmm. they, they lived in poor communities, and they would seem to be a behavior problem. Again, that cold word being black, a lot of them was given that, those drugs, and we have yet to come back and say what has been the adverse effect on them now as they walk and try to walk into a manhood into, from communities that is under constant attack. So there's a lot of unraveling we're going to have to do to solve this problem. But this heavy-handed incarceration that we have going on in this city and in this country is not the solution. All power to the people.
right. Thank you. All right. Hey. All right. So uh, next caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, you know, I just love the uh, the great information that your callers and, and the hosts are presenting on this subject. Uh, I commend everyone that's talked today, but I just want to share my experience as how parents and learning can end racism. And my mom, mother, who is a mixed race of Cherokee and, and uh, white, she was the first person I knew that wore an umbrella. We, we got we got to go directly to your question, brother. I'm sorry because we don't have much time. We got to wrap up. So, anyways, uh, my mom babysat three girls. I love those girls. They were black. I I love them today. And I think what happens is, <clears throat> without learning what's happened in the past, just like the German people, they have to learn about the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't happen again. So. Screw those people that feel uncomfortable. I'm sure German people feel uncomfortable <laughs> with what they did in the Holocaust. Um, people need to learn what happened and stop erasing humans off this planet because my maker says, love one another. That's right. Hey, man, thank you. Thank you. Listen, we want to thank you for your calls. We want to thank you for your participation. We want to thank you for your love. Hey, listen, thank you for joining us here on the Sunday Forum on WMNF at 8.5 Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete. This is the Sunday Forum with your host, Walter L. Smith, the second and the members of the Fourth Estate Crew. And as always, from our voice to the radio waves, to the hearts and the minds of the people, we love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it here on the Sunday Forum. Peace. And the postmodern hoop nanny is next.